Lots of debate over whether or not an 83-and-a-half win total for the White Sox is being too generous or too stingy. Is Pedro Grafol alone enough to make the White Sox better in 2023? Lots of baseball pundits from all over the country have already weighed in as the way-too-early predictions are just getting started. Uh, the White Sox can be better than what's being predicted, but what happens if they are not? Could the Sox be major sellers at the deadline? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. The first few months of this upcoming season are absolutely crucial uh, for this particular White Sox team. Uh, Pedro Grafol is not Tony La Russa, and that might be the reason the White Sox are better in 2023. 83 and a half wins uh, seems like a low prediction, but why should we think differently? Hey, welcome back to Locked on White Sox. Look for episodes next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we'll be back up to five episodes uh, very soon once spring training starts. Thank you so much uh, for subscribing to the YouTube channel and for passing this podcast along to other Sox fans in your life. Uh, so in the previous uh, episode, uh, talked about the fan duel predictions uh, that just came out, uh, specifically the win total for every team. And, and the White Sox were at 80, 83 and a half wins. And of course, uh, the Athletic had their report card with uh, James Fegan's write-up. Uh, that was an F. Uh, lots of other early predictions out there. Uh, boy, you can really go down a rabbit hole, uh, so many different, you know, article, click, clickbait articles, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're getting those early predictions out for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm always curious uh, what other, what baseball pundits, you know, are saying about the White Sox. Uh, I, I believe the, uh, the good articles, I dismiss the bad uh, with spring training, you know, right around the corner. Uh, there will be no shortage of articles written about what could happen this upcoming season and what will happen. Uh, and if you're like me, you know, you check in uh, with some Sox fans in your life, some, some friends of yours, that as soon as you hear a rumor or as soon as you hear a prediction, perhaps, you're texting that person, you're communicating with that person in some way. Did you hear this? Can you believe that? What's your take on this? And 
And I did that uh, myself, especially with this 83 and a half win total. Uh, the Sox are still a plus 160 uh, in terms of odds for FanDuel to win the division. Uh, they're tied still with the Cleveland Guardians. But that 83 and a half wins, I find that to be a little low. So I checked in uh, with my co-host on the uh, weekly White Sox podcast, Good Guys uh, Talk Back. Uh, Pat Hester checked in with him. I've known him for a very, very long time. Uh, super knowledgeable, diehard White Sox fan. And uh, and this is what he had to say. Uh, and he said, you know, 83 and a half is way uh, low in his opinion. Uh, though they didn't add to the roster like a big market team, uh, should they still have a potential in the lineup and on the mound, I like the direction of the hitting coaches and the plans uh, work that they're putting in. I believe they will be uh, better uh, highlight the skill sets of the players. I believe the outfield will be better defended. Uh, the Benatendi addition, of course, Robert with hopefully his health and Colas uh, will be better than anything we had out there last year. Uh, new, younger, and more present voice with Pedro Grafol. Uh, that should add some wins. Uh, basically, as long as we're not confused by the moves he makes, we're in a better place. I'll also buy that not all key players will all be injured at once for long stretches. There will be injuries, but I believe what goes up must come down, and the law of averages is on our side. Uh, Pat Hester, prediction 91. Uh, wins and, and he hit on some great points there. Um, love checking in with Pat. Um, and it's really, it feels like so many things do have to go right all at once uh, for this White Sox team. There's so many players uh, that we're counting on to, to return to accustomed levels or to stay healthy. And we just haven't seen it as Sox fans with these particular players, you know, guys like Mancada and Jimenez and Robert for starters. You know, can Giolito uh, bounce back? And, and some other pitchers, you know, Kopech stepping up, can, you know, Cease uh, turn in another stellar season? I, I agree with Pat. I, I think 83 and a half is, is too low. You know, I feel like the Ben Attendee signing should get you a few extra wins on its own. However, what do the Sox, you know, lose with Abreu gone, uh, Cueto gone, maybe Davis Martin is the fifth starter? I think we'll find out early uh, what kind of team the White Sox are. April and May are critical. Uh, if they can't play, you know, they just can't play that long game of I'm going to rest, I'm going to, you know, wait this out. Uh, we're going to try to, you know, uh, condition ourselves to to play for October. October might not come. You know, the urgency has to happen right away from the get-go. Uh, Got to play uh, with that right out of the gates. Uh, and unfortunately, it's in Houston for a four-game set. Not necessarily an easy, uh, you know, April schedule either. And, and the weather is a factor. But, you know, done with the excuses. Uh, hopefully, you know, all of the stuff that Pedro Grafol has said uh, you know, he puts it in play early at Camelback Ranch. Uh, you know, I do think Grafol and his coaching staff uh, make the Sox better. It, whatever language they are speaking, you know, it's it's understood by the players. And the big question that can't really be answered fully, and it's difficult to factor in, to quantify, but, you know, needs to be assumed, you know, is health. So I, I got the Sox at 90 wins, uh, and I think that could – you know, that could tick, you know, a few up again, depending on, you know, guys hitting potential. Uh, if you want some, some optimism, it's out there. Uh, there are folks that are, that are high on the way. I wouldn't say, 
you know, World Series bound, uh, but they're favorable on the Chicago White Sox. Uh, and I was looking at an article in Sporting News, a recent article by Ryan Fagan. And, and he's, uh, you know, he's, he thinks this White Sox team might be able to, to bounce back here. And, th- and this is what he wrote. Uh, the 2022 season was a debacle and the offseason wasn't much better uh, with losing Jose Abreu, Cueto and Josh Harrison and not making any significant additions to the roster outside of Andrew Benatendi. Forget about Mike Clevenger. New skipper Pedro Grifol providing a new voice and leadership. That's a big step forward. It's easy to see uh, Luis Robert finally becoming the star. His talent says he can be. And seeing these White Sox push Cleveland for the AL Central title. Now, I, I don't think the loss of Josh Harrison, nothing against Harrison, but I don't think the loss of him is going to absolutely hurt the Sox. It's the fact that they're, you know, they're going to be relying on an unproven player to be roaming around a second base in 2023. The fact that they haven't seriously addressed it, that's, of course, the issue. Why not uh, Elvis Andrews? I can't believe Elvis Andrews is still out there, right? Uh, I feel like he's one of the last few what is what is the issue with that? It's got to be money, and it's a shame if it's money because it can't be that much money. Uh, he would, of course, have to move from his natural shortstop to second base. But I was reminded recently, you know, on social media that he he was into that into that idea towards the end of this past season. He he wants to stay on the south side. He wants to be with the White Sox. This was before. Uh, knowing about Pedro Grifol and the coaching staff and, and bring Benatendi in. And he's willing to change to second base. Uh, and uh, it's got to be, maybe there's not a guarantee to start. Maybe the maybe the front office really wants to push Gonzalez and Sosa uh, and whatever that may, means for the White Sox in this contention window. Um, so no, no Elvis Andrews anywhere right now, which is really shocking. And I just... Why? You know, and I'm curious, where is he going to land? Maybe, you know, the window isn't completely closed to reunion with the White Sox, but it, it sure feels like like that with uh, just a few weeks left here before spring training. Uh, if you are like me, when you find a favorable article about the White Sox, you cling to it and believe in the hype, maybe a bit too much. Uh, I'm going to tell you about my new favorite article. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Uh, We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that making betting on sports uh, is fun and easy. Uh, Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet uh, doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Uh, Last time I checked, over under for the Super Bowl right now, 49 and a half. That seems a little high. Super Bowls are usually kind of a low scoring affair, especially early on. 
uh, and an interesting bet here. Points to be scored in the first minute of play, which is where uh, that's a plus 4,000. Uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So uh, here's a really uh, interesting article. I, I really enjoyed it. Again, if it's favorable to the White Sox, I, I tend to believe in, in, in a little more, spread it around to people. Uh, so this is from the Athletes Hub, and it's uh, about way too early predictions. They, they call it out right from the get-go. Uh, and the, the subtitle, what's one team that missed the postseason in 2022 that will make it this year? And uh, we're going to be talking about the White Sox here. Well, Jake Crumpler uh, uh, penned this article for the Athletes Hub, and this is what Crumpler had to say. The White Sox are the clear pick to return to the postseason after missing the fun in 2022, having underperformed expectations for the last couple of years due to a multiple multitude of injuries and an inept manager. The Southsiders are primed for a rebirth in 2023. Outside of inking Andrew Benatendi to the largest free agent contract in franchise history, uh, the only other impact transition transaction the team uh, has made was bringing in veteran starter Mike Clevenger. Obviously, this was before the news. Uh, however, the biggest alteration the team made was moving on from Hall of Fame manager Tony La Russa and in the process bringing Pedro Grafol on board. Uh, this isn't a statement about Grafol as much as it is recognizing how much La Russa has held the team back since he joined the club in 2021. A healthy, healthy seasons from Luis Robert and Laloy Jimenez, as well as a bounce-back season uh, from Lucas Giolito, will go a long way in returning the pale hose to the AL Central powerhouse uh, they were as recently as 2021. Very interesting. TLR held the team back. Crumpler does not mince uh, words there. It's amazing. How many baseball folks outside of Chicago, and maybe you've realized this as well, looked at bringing back La Russa as such a bizarre decision. I, I tell you, I still I'm talking to people, you know, uh, just through lockdown, other hosts and talking baseball with uh, folks, uh, their fans from all over the place. And still people want to know why. Why did that happen? Why did La Russa come back? Uh, Crumpler hit it right on the head uh, in this article. Uh, so again, uh, Pedro Grafol has zero managerial experience. However, his baseball resume is indeed lengthy, but he's never managed. Yet, according to this article, just bringing in Grafol to replace a three-time World Series manager already made the White Sox better. Uh, it's a real shot at uh, TLR for sure, but I still wonder, I still wonder what would have happened if Miguel Cairo took over at the All-Star break uh, this past season. Like most other write-ups about the Sox, health, of course, is mentioned in this one. And, you know, you have to, I think you just have to remove that whole stuff about Clevenger. Uh, and, you know, everybody talks about bounce back years. You know, I want to, like, has it happened before with a recent team somewhere uh, in MLB 
where they just everybody underperformed. Everybody had uh, there was just injuries galore, and they kept a lot of the the team intact, and they relied on that core, you know, to get healthy, stay healthy, and to live up to the back of their baseball card, as as so many folks have mentioned. I, has it? I don't know if we have you know, some sort of sample to go off of. Again, a lot of things have got to go right for this White Sox team. It's uh, it's not completely out of the question, but for all of that to go right, it, it, it does seem a bit extreme, although I, I do love this article. It was very positive. Everybody has already started putting uh, their, their lineups together, potential situations uh, with hopes that, of course, players live up to their potential. I'm going to tell you what happens if things don't work out uh, for the White Sox this season. More on that in a moment. So lineup predictions. I'm sure you've done this, bounced lineups back with other Sox fans in your life, you know, scribbled them down, uh, revised them. Maybe you've got, you know, just a few of them that you're working on uh, throughout the off season and, and that goes into spring training. Uh, there was an interesting little blurb in uh, Bleacher Report uh, by Joel Reuter uh, with a projected starting lineup for the White Sox here. And there's a really interesting name thrown out there for second base. So uh, this is the projected lineup according to Reuter here. You got Tim Anderson, of course, leading off. Ben Attendi, uh, Luis Robert in the three spot. Aloy Jimenez, DHing, which is outstanding. Uh, Andrew Vaughn, then Mancada, Oscar Colas in right field. Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. Jose Iglesias at second base. This article was written recently, too. And then you've got uh, the ace, of course, uh, Dylan Cease. Uh, he'll take the ball for opening day. Uh, and Reuter goes further here. Uh, Oscar Colas is going to be given every opportunity to see if he can become our right fielder on a daily basis. Uh, quoting uh, White Sox manager Pedro Grafol, uh, the 24-year-old, Hit 314, 371, 524 with 23 home runs in 117 games across three minor league levels last year, closing the season at AAA. Now, just again, it wasn't an expansive uh, time in AAA. It was almost a cup of coffee. He performed well, but still, it's a small sample size. Uh, I, I'm excited for Colas, but keep in mind that AAA stint was, was relatively small. So uh, Reuter continues here. Who is going to play second base? Free agents Jose Iglesias, Elvis Andrus, and Odor are the top external options otherwise. It will be a spring competition among Lori Garcia, Romy Gonzalez, and non-roster invitee Hanser Alberto. How exciting is that? Uh, so Jose Iglesias, I mean, he's still out there, a natural shortstop uh, if the Sox go out and make that move. And, of course, Elvis Andrus mentioned uh, a natural shortstop too. But as we covered, he's interested in moving to second base. It's got to be a money thing. The Sox just don't want to just do not want to spend that money. Uh, so no disrespect, you know, to Gonzalez or or Sosa. But I think if Elvis Andrus was signed tomorrow, uh, the White Sox are a better team. Uh, the question is, what can he bring to the South Side for a full season? Is it worth uh, finding out, of course? Um, so what if this whole thing doesn't work? You know, it's early. It's it's February 2nd, and we're already talking about this thing not working. Hypothetically, of course, what if all these things just 
do not fit together and and all of the you know the health piece and the potential and and players aren't buying into Grafol's message and it's just a mess uh, in April and May and June the Sox it's clear that they're not going to be competing for the AL Central the Sox have some decisions to make and Zachary Reimer of Bleacher Report, he had a, a way too early predictions for the trade deadline uh, this coming season. Very interesting stuff, but stuff that we've talked about here on Locked On Sox. So Reimer said the White Sox, on the other hand, look more like a candidate to play under expectations in 2023. It's a fair question about how high expectations should be given that they only salvaged a 500 record last year. Also, given that following Carlos Correa's odyssey-like return to the Minnesota Twins, the Pale Hose only project as the third best team in the American League Central. It, if not simply mediocre, the White Sox are more likely to be bad than great. There's volatility of plenty in their roster, particularly among a starting rotation that's littered with questions and in a bullpen that will miss Liam Hendricks after his non-Hodgkin lymphoma diagnosis. If Chicago does plummet down the standings in 2023, it can expect to receive plenty of calls about players whose contracts are running short. Those include Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Yasmani Grandal, and best of all, Tim Anderson. There's a lot to like about Anderson, ranging from the simple fact that he's an everyday shortstop who's hit 318 over the last four seasons to the reality that he's only making $12.5 million this year with a $14 million option for 2024. That's because Jerry Reinsdorf's in charge, of course. He also plays with abundant energy that could further charge a playoff contender. As for where Anderson could end up, Reimer says, we have our eye on Atlanta. They seem for real about having Vaughn Grissom uh, replace Dansby Swanson at shortstop, but it's an experiment with a reasonably high probability of failure. A move for outside help may thus be inevitable. So this, again, is this is worst case scenario, but it's a realistic scenario. I mean, what if things don't all work out? What if it doesn't just what if it doesn't crystallize almost? Uh, you can really go crazy uh, diving down, you know, the rabbit hole of MLB predictions, especially this early and clickbait articles. But that's that's what I do, uh, especially in the off season, uh, even during the season. You know, when games are happening, there's actual action. I, I'm still curious about what other people are saying about the White Sox outside of Chicago. I think the White Sox are better than 83 and a half wins, but that's because I'm a diehard White Sox fan. And that's where my heart is. That's what it wants. But I do think even without Clevenger, they can make it interesting all summer long and give fans an exciting September. Uh, not what we wanted necessarily in 2023. It should have been more. It should have been AL elite, but definitely it should be better than last year. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get those questions in for next week's mailbag. Uh, that email is LockedOnSox at gmail. 
lockdownwhitesacks.com. Uh, Thanks for making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB Prospects. Uh, host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, he did a recent episode on Oscar Colas, so go check that out. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll continue to look at off-season scenarios and how they will impact the White Sox in 2023 as we inch closer to spring training. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox!